Hi there. Welcome back to another session at the Ignite Your Wellness podcast, where I help entrepreneurs reduce stress and live a more fulfilled and balanced life. Imagine how much more you could do if you felt more creative and not distracted by nagging aches and pains, focused instead of feeling anxious, or held back by other health issues just sucking your time. Today, I'm super excited to have back onto the podcast, Amy Clover. She's the creator of the community Strong Inside Out, where you can go for support, encouragement, momentum to support you on your journey to health. I just love that all that she has to say, she walks the talk, she lives it. And she's been there, uncomfortable in her body, shaming herself, and struggling. Listen to her story, and in this episode, we dive a bit deeper. If you want to hear the first episode, head back to about a year ago. I'll link it up in the show notes. But in this episode, we dive a bit deeper into what's working and what's not so you can begin to love yourself even more compassionately and create the future that you really desire for your own health and wellness. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back, Amy. I'm so glad to have you back on. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me here. I love talking with you. I was just telling you how I love talking with you and how we just jam and jive together. Doing really well. Thank you for having me here again. You're very welcome. So what are you working on right now? And how's your life? Because your daughter is getting a little bit older. Yeah, she's 14 months now, my little Maya. Well, I'm focusing really on coaching right now, my virtual coaching, and I'm planning to also open in person here in San Diego, which I'm really excited about. And that's just kind of, it's not like shaping into anything yet. It is an idea so far, but I'm looking forward to in-person connection again. But as far as virtual coaching, I'm still loving doing that because I get to help people from all over the world. And if you haven't seen me before, hello, I'm Amy. (laughs) Basically, I'm a health coach, but I focus specifically on bringing people back from extremes, namely like people who are coming back from like dieting culture and even eating disorders. Sometimes I work in sync with therapists and things like that. And I help with balancing out exercise regimens and just kind of your overall mindset as far as health goes. Yeah, I love that. I see the extremes a lot in my office or sometimes in my yoga classes, people coming from a good intention of wanting to get healthier or take care of themselves, but they kind of go from zero to a hundred right off the bat. It's very extreme yoga or workouts or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big thing that I talk about on my site, Strong Inside Out as well, just where my coaching is kind of like based in. It's this interesting thing because it can come from like two sides. Like oftentimes we just get really into something. Like we get so excited about something new. Like I remember when I first got back into yoga a few years ago, I got so excited about it that I did so much of it and I burnt out on it because I was like, I'm going to go to five classes a week or something like that. And it can also happen when, like, we were just talking about this before of like, I need to get healthy, but I see so often people come to me after they've experienced this many times, but they say, I need to get healthy or I need to lose weight. But oftentimes underneath that is this goal of, I need to fix myself. Yeah. I need to get to a certain point where I feel worthy or where I deserve love or, you know, all of these kinds of things that are so like deep in there. It's hard to see them 
for yourself instead of having somebody look at it and see it from the outside, you know, but it comes with awareness, you know, it can be a really tricky thing. Yeah. How would someone begin to recognize that with themselves possibly? I always highly recommend journaling, especially in the very beginning stages, because when you're in it, you know, the brain is such a complex thing. It's so easy for us to convince ourselves that it's not that. I'm doing it for healthy reasons. I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this because I want to feel really good. I said that to myself so many times when I was in the throw of my eating disorder. I remember when I was, I think I've talked about this with you before, actually, when I was getting ready for a video shoot, because I shoot fitness videos sometimes for other companies, I was like, I'm going to do this for myself because I'm going to prove myself and how good I am. Mm. But really underneath all of that was like, love me, like tell me how good I am because I can't validate that for myself. And so what would have been very helpful for me and what was very helpful for me in recovering from all of that was journaling into what was really underneath, just continuing to ask myself, why, why? Mm. Like, so for instance, I really wanted to show people what I could do. And if I had asked myself why, then I would go to the answer of like, because I know that I can do this. And it's like, why do I feel like I need to do this? Then you keep asking why, why, why until the underneath, when the answer comes that like hits you in the gut, that's probably the deep parts that you want to get to. You know, I think it's always important for us, no matter where we are to health, even if in this recovered state that I'm in, to always look for that deep why so that you can understand your goals a little bit better and understand your motivations and understand if it's a healthy place for you to be in. Yeah, I love that. I think I took this from somewhere, the seven layers of why. I've opened many a yoga class that way, like in some type of restorative posture or even in my hot flow and when they're in child's pose, okay, you know, what's your intention for class and why? But why do you want that? Like, I think it's super important to get underneath those layers and not only to discover why you might be doing something, but let's say it is like coming from a place of like looking for love or peace or, you know, sometimes getting to those deeper core values, then it can also help get you through the tricky points. Like if you want to give up or you do something on a hard day or whatnot, if you can tap back into those layers of why, then it keeps you moving you forward. Completely, completely. I have an example of that. Yes, like right share. now, like, so I am an intuitive eater. I am actually studying to become an intuitive eating counselor, oh, fun. which I'm very psyched about because it yeah. really helped me recover from my, my eating disorder and my diet culture-ness. And so sometimes though, the eating disorder does pop up in the back of my head and it's like, you know what? It was so easy for you to get down to that, you know, fitness model weight. Like maybe you should just consider it again. Maybe you could do it in a healthy way. (laughs) I have to come back to that why of like, I never want to feel that way again. I never want to feel so out of control again. I never want to feel not so much out of control, but I never want to feel like I need somebody else's validation that much ever again. And so that is what helps motivate me to stay within, you know, my recovered eating and my intuitive eating base. Yeah. Can you explain the intuitive eating a little bit more? I think people might be very curious about that. For sure. It's starting to like, it was just in like Vogue the other day. It was in like um, In Style the other day. I was like, ooh, it's starting to get cool now, which is really, really great because it's like the non-diet. It's like the anti-diet, which is like what I'm all about. 
it's really about basing what you eat on your hunger cues and your own cravings. When I say that, a lot of people get initially really scared about it because they're like, oh, well, if I ate what I want to eat, I'd never Mm. stop eating or I'd only eat cookies or things like that. Yeah, that actually is a sign to me that maybe you have been in kind of like the throes of diet culture, which most of us that have ever tried to get healthy have been at one point or another, whether you are right now or not. Restricting these limiting beliefs of Ah. what healthy is and these ideas that we can never have unhealthy foods or if we have unhealthy foods that we're doing bad or that certain foods are bad. Intuitive eating is all about releasing the labels from that, rejecting diet mentality, eating for yourself in a way that's what I like to say on Strong Inside Out a lot actually is that health is all about individual health for me. Mm -hmm. It's not about health that's prescribed by this, what I call performance health or like setting your health by somebody else's standards, like being good enough for somebody else's version of health. Health should be based on you as an individual and what works for you because health looks different on every single person and health is going to feel different in everybody as well. What we want to find for you is what makes you feel good and what helps bring your body to a state of feeling good more consistently. That's what intuitive eating is all about. It's not about standards and metrics prescribed by some organization that's supposed to fit a general section of humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work for a lot of people that way. I think we can apply that to like, I try to do intuitive like working out and exercise yes. and yoga as well. Yeah. It's across the board and intuitive eating actually talks about movement as well. Yeah, because I used to force myself to run because I thought that was the best way to like keep your heart strong, get a sweat mm-hmm. on. That's how you get a good cardiovascular workout. My body just so suffered from it. It was sore all the time. It didn't mm-hmm. feel good, but I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself. And then it took injuries. And then I realized, well, I actually really love to walk. Like mm-hmm. this feels really good. And some days if I want more sweat or heart rate pickup, I'll walk hills. Or mm-hmm. maybe that day I go to a hot, sweaty yoga class. Like there's ways to challenge myself still, but I don't have to run. Yeah. If you ever shooting yourself into something, right. it's probably not a great sign. Right. I said that it's in the anatomy class. I was teaching anatomy <laughs> to new yoga teachers over the weekend. And I was like, stop shooting yourself in practice, you know? And they're like, yeah. what? I have to come to more of your classes please do (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's so true but it's hard because you know I think we all strive to be our best selves and then sometimes we just get in our own way Um, yeah for sure that's at the core of it too is like all of this stuff everything I coach about is just about us trying to be our best selves and about us being who we think we should be. But so often that gets rooted because we were taught growing up that that's rooted in something other than what you are and about fixing who you are and what you look like and what you do. And it's not rooted in what you really want. Like if I can say anything as a coach, just keep asking yourself what you really want. And is that what you really want or is that what you've been told you should want? Right. Yeah. This really has been my work. Like I've been trying not to do it rigidly, (laughs) but part of like my cancer prevention, I think, because I think for me, I'm very susceptible to stress and 
perfectionism and overdoing and striving and all these things in all my areas of life, like mom, like I'm very easy to throw mom guilt on myself or so then I'm momming, but then I'm like, oh, I'm not working out now. And yeah. And then look at my house, you know? So then it's like easy to pile all that on and that type of thought process you know, that stress really takes its toll on the body. And for me, that can be a huge increase in risk. And Mm -hmm. so really, this work is like, I think personally, for me, the best way I can do to try to stay as like healthy as possible, in a way without trying to stay healthy, but just honor and listen to me. (laughs) And that's part of health too, is sometimes health means saying no. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go work out today. Health means sometimes, yes, I'm going to have a piece of cake. Like, that is part of it because stress has such a huge effect on us, sometimes more so than nutrition, Mm -hmm. sometimes more so than the amount of movement that you have. Mm -hmm. I know I've seen people in chronic stress who have developed other things because Mm -hmm. of it. And I mean, totally. Yeah, what you're saying Mm -hmm. is, yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, my naturopath, Dr. Amy Chadwick, she's right here local, and she described so beautifully through my lab values, like what the impact of stress on my body and how like through actual numbers, it can, you know, depending on where you are, it can increase or decrease your risk. And I was Mm -hmm. like, for me, my scientific mind, I was like, okay, yes, that's what I needed to hear. That was pretty quiet. But then there's an art and science to it too, the ability to read and to interpret and then integrate it and kind of make it your own, the ability Mm -hmm. to slow down and listen because really that's what it is. Like after that conversation, like for me, the ocean is very grounding and healing. Like literally I can imagine my worries sent out to sea into the infinite land and there's enough Mm -hmm. space the ocean can essentially embrace those mm-hmm. and help to hold them for me. But there's times that in my life I get so busy where I do this shorter walk loop when all I have to do is add an extra 20 minutes and I can go right to the ocean, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, when's the last time you've been to the ocean? You know, just doing something simple like that is yeah. huge. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's like, it's so easy for us to convince ourselves. It's like, oh, it's 20 more minutes. Like, I'll do it some other time. I'll do right. it tomorrow. Like that exactly. kind of thing. We it's talk like ourselves out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tough. I totally am guilty of the same thing. Like this morning, I was like, oh, I don't want to wash my hair again before I talk to Allison because I'll have to look tired. <laughs> and so I didn't go on a run instead. Uh-huh. And like running for me is like my time to connect with nature because I just moved mm. to a new area and like there's all this nature around me where before I was in Hillcrest which is basically downtown San Diego for those who don't know the San Diego area and it's um it's very different I get to look at trees and bushes and stuff like that but instead I didn't and I could definitely feel it ah okay yeah um, yeah that's like me and yoga or walking yeah. too depending on the day so tell us a little bit like if someone does feel like they're shooting <laughs> all over themselves <laughs> You know, it's easy to say now, like, again, be like, well, shoot, well, now I'm shooting all over myself and kind of continue down that beating up cycle. So like, what's one way they can kind of start to turn the train around? Well, I come from the long line of CBT training, not training so much as I trained for it, but I Mm -hmm. trained because my therapist trained me. (laughs) So it's like, what I do is the CBT thing is stop 
take a deep breath, start to notice the cognitive distortions, like, okay, I'm saying I should, I'm saying I should, what is that rooted in? Then I would kind of like gamify it a little bit and like bring my health coaching in here. And I would say instead, like, is this something I'm saying I want to do? Or is it something I'm saying I should do? Mm. And how I really feel out the difference, because when you just ask yourself that, you're like, oh yeah, it's something I feel like I want to do, unless it's really extreme. So what I usually do is I feel into my body. I base a lot of my decisions on my body now. Mm. And so that usually comes down to like, if I feel like I'm doing something for an external reason instead of an intrinsic reason, it usually makes me feel like my stomach contracts or I feel like a block in my throat or Mm. in my, like in, I'll feel like some aching in my back a little bit, or I just don't feel like I'm breathing as easily as I usually do when I'm making a choice based on myself. So finding those markers for yourself just takes a little bit of guess and check and a lot of heightened awareness. So that's another great opportunity for journaling mm-hmm. is just jotting that down throughout the day in like a little notebook you keep in your purse. Or I say notebook, like this is like 2003 or something like that. Take out your phone and just <laughs> start Put it in the drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have a running lawn. Exactly. <laughs> you know, take out your typewriter, out of your purse. <laughs> just like, just jot it down so you can kind of get to know those feelings within yourself. And you'll find that there's different feelings for different emotions, obviously, but you'll get to know yourself a little bit better that way. Yeah, no, that's really great. I got caught up on the typewriter. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm full I, of I gems. I know. I am. Um, <laughs> Because I have that journal and it's so big. I did not yeah. do a good job of like packaging <laughs> things you learn as an entrepreneur. Oh, I thought you meant the journal you keep for yourself is big. No, the journal that you make. Yeah, yeah. for my patients. So I do. I tell them like, look, if you don't want to pen and paper it, you can just keep a running document in a drive on the phone and then you can start to... I do it more for healing from pain. So starting yeah. to notice when they might be shooting themselves, forcing themselves to a yoga class that might not be appropriate that day, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's not to say that there's a form of yoga that's good or bad, just like you love running and running's not so good for me. Like there's a fit for everyone on a certain day, like a certain day, maybe you can handle a super hard class and another day, maybe not. But starting to notice when you're forcing, does that trigger pain and symptoms or when you're resisting or avoiding and all these different things. And why is this? What's the underlying reason why you're making these choices? Because yes, I can help to, you know, physically, I can teach you the core stuff. I can teach you the stretches. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, if you're not looking at your choices day to day, then, you know, you'll be playing catch up all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that perfectly applies to food as well. I know a lot of people like really should themselves around food. Like I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat this much. Like I shouldn't be eating at this time, that kind of stuff. Like base it on yourself instead of like a rigid set of statistics you've been handed down or like, you know, data, like that data is not based on you as a human being. You got to really go with what feels good for you in that day, in that moment. You know, like so many women come to me and they're like, I'm just extra hungry right now this week. And I don't know why. And I'm like, you're about to bleed in mm-hmm. one day, sister. You eat like your body needs the food. Yeah, totally. I <laughs> like, totally noticed yeah. that. 
can yeah. I can time it like day six before prior the week before yeah. all of a sudden I'm like ravenous I track it on my phone with one of those cycle longers and yeah. sure enough it's like in six days I'm like okay here we go <laughs> yeah you know what like we're probably TMIing, but I like the latest <laughs> meh, you know we get real yeah here. totally yeah very good <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, anger has been a weird, like, new thing for my PMS since postpartum. It's been really interesting. I've never had anger as an issue, so I don't yeah. know what that is. And about. I wonder, I've been feeling that a little bit more myself, like, or irritableness. And <laughs> I also wonder, because now I've hit 40s, you know? So yeah. Things are slightly shifting hormonally, I can tell, for myself. Yeah. So I don't know if that plays into it as well. It could be for sure because like all my hormones are like just finally now kind of settling out mm -hmm. from postpartum. So it could be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like tried to give myself extra grace during that time, which is also hard. But I do yeah. find that when I'm slower and more gentle with myself or give myself more space just in my day and go to like a slower moving yoga class, for example, or tap into the breath, then I feel that I'm a heck lot more patient. <laughs> Yeah, you are because you also haven't broken that trust with yourself. That's such a huge thing for like people, you know, coming back from diet culture and coming back from burnout with movement and that kind of stuff is like, you got to rebuild that trust with yourself. And I know it's something that like, I can feel when I go back on like, because sometimes it happens to everyone when you're like recovering from this kind of stuff. It's like, one day you'll do more movements than your body wanted to do and you feel it mm -hmm. afterwards. And you're like, you like, like, I don't want to do that. And then the next time, like your body trusts you a little bit less. It's like a fluid thing. So it's never like you can't go back or anything like that, but it definitely does affect things. Yeah. And that trust is huge because then that will affect the choices that you make. Yeah. So it affects your connection to yourself, your mind, your heart, your body, all of it. Yeah. You can rebuild that trust. You just have to start in baby steps. And that journaling yeah. is huge, huge with that process. Like writing yeah. down, okay, I'm going to do this. My body needs this, or I feel this and following through, even if it's just something small and that's yeah. like little steps to build that trust. Yeah. Your journal is a great tool. So I love all this. Are there any other parting thoughts or wisdoms that you would like to share? I mean. I don't think so. We touched on a lot of really great things today. I think like if you have any other questions, like anybody who's watching this, like mm -hmm. feel free to hit me up. Like you can email me contact at stronginsideout.com. I'm always there. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at strong inside out. Yeah. Lovely. I'll add both those in the show notes and a website too, if you got it. Yeah. Stronginsideout.com. Perfect. Easy. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. Pleasure. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking with you. Yeah, you too. You're very welcome. Hey there. Are you hoping that stress and tension will just go away? You already know the importance of self-care, but thinking of adding one more thing to your already hectic schedule causes anxiety. When you try to do some yoga or relax at home, your kids are always urgently needing help and the mom guilt surfaces. As a business owner, you must learn how to prioritize your needs for the success of not only your business, but your life. Join me this week, October 23rd, 
at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for a free masterclass to learn the step-by-step -step formula to reduce stress and get back to the activities you love without the worry and guilt while creating fulfillment in your business and your life. This is a free masterclass for the stressed out business owner. Head over to the show notes where I have the link to get signed up right now. If you can't make the day and time, don't worry. I got a special gift for you. Just get registered. You'll figure out what it is. I'll see you on the map. Hey, wait, before you go, let me tell you about the next step. You can either head over to the show notes or igniteyourwellness.com with a UR to find two options. First one is your free wellness assessment. This will allow me to talk to you individually to undercover the root source of your problem. We'll also go over your own unique holistic program. There is no commitment to join or follow through with anything at that time. What you will invest is just your time, but you will learn so much more. There's a limited number of spots for these per week, so make sure to head over to the website or to the show notes to sign up for yours right now. You can also join the Health and Wellness Facebook group for the Stressed Out Entrepreneur. In this free group, there's insider information, free live trainings to complement each of these podcast episodes. You'll be the first to know about any new program and special discounts. So make sure to join that group to be part of the Insider Club. I look forward to seeing you on the mat. Bye for now.